Oh, okay, that works now. Awesome. Did you know that if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it can't hop? We've got all sorts of weird and awesome things coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. But let's just hop on past that and talk about some other things. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and excitement, and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's get this thing rocking. Yes, folks, as usual here in Did You Know with Ryan O, we talk about all sorts of cool science facts, history, random trivia, some pop culture references, and we don't always do it alone. In fact, today we'll be graced with our special guest, Rachel O. Hello, darling. How are you? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I am doing quite well as well. Um, how was your day today? Mm, it was uh, a regular work day. It was busy and strenuous, but always good to come home to you. I feel the exact same thing. Um, so on your, your journeys to and from work, what are you listening to nowadays? Mostly the radio, um, and mostly my favorite country station around here, but sometimes I flip to like, uh, classic rock or alternative rock. Like I've changed the station at the store today to classic rock. And and what song, because I know, like, let's say you're listening to the same station for, like, six hours. Um, what song has been playing the most? The one that I recognized today at work that played, that I actually, I guess, noticed played multiple times was Live and Let Die by the Beatles. And that's probably because the new James Bond song had just come out. Quite possibly. Or they actually play that song a lot anyway. It's a good song. Oh, I agree. Uh, so you and I have heard of the most recent James Bond song. What What's your opinion? Um, I think it takes too long to build, and even when it does finally build, it's not. It kind of fizzes, so or fizzles, whatever. It's all fizzle, no bang. Yeah, and I just I don't know. In my opinion, the Bond song builds and is like a big. I don't know what it's called, Overture or something like that. It's supposed to be a lot bigger and grandiose and lead somewhere? Correct. So maybe with the actual visual aspect of it during the film, it might work better. But as just a standalone song, I'm not a big fan. And we only have uh, about two months until we get to find out about that. Exactly. I'm excited for that. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Right now, looking to our right at our entire library of the James Bond films, and uh, I've been kind of inkling to watch one of the Conneries. All right. What's your favorite Connery film? Um, my favorite Connery is is Goldfinger, but I also love From Russia with Love. Okay. I'm sure he's skiing in both of those. Um, <laughs> it's p- possible. So one of the cool things about um, each bond is they each ski at least once. Yeah, pretty much. I think I've noticed that. 
snow skiing. Yes. You, you don't want to see them water skiing. That's just not as impressive. Yeah, no. I think one of the early ones, they might have water skied. Because well, also, like, when you're skiing on a, when you're snow skiing, you're in control. But if you're water skiing, you're not in control. Because you have to... That's true. You're being towed by a boat. Yeah. So how impressive would it be as a chase when you're being towed behind a boat? Very true. It could be their disguise. Unless the boat <laughs> somehow changes into something else, <laughs> like a plane, and then that's kind of really crazy. Um, yeah, so and my least favorite Connery film uh, is Thunderball. Because mm. just how slow it is. Yeah. Out of all the Conneries, do you have a favorite? Because I know you and I have watched all these together. Um, I probably couldn't name a Connery film because they they kind of just like wish wash together. So, so so then, which James Bond would you say you know the most about? Probably either Pierce Brosnan or Daniel Craig. Okay, so then out of the Pierce Brosnan movies, which one would you say is your favorite? Um, I really do like. I guess Tomorrow Never Dies is a good one. With with the boat and um, and them going into China and whatnot? Mm-hmm. I want to say that's my first Bond film, period, mm-hmm. and, and, and in theaters, but I can't quite remember. And then what about Daniel Craig? What's, what, what's one of his favorites, or one of your favorites Ooh. of his? So I think my favorite film is Skyfall. But I also really like Spectre. Spectre, I think, has one of the best openings of a James Bond film. Yes, it does. Besides that, I think one of the best openings was from The World Is Not Enough with the epic boat chase down the Thames. Mm-hmm, that one is good. That, that one was one of my favorites. So we're just going to wait two more months until we find out some of the awesomeness of that film. Yep. I will be sad when Daniel Craig finally goes away but it that leaves us um an opportunity for other bonds in the future yes it does and speaking of future things uh this is normally the time where we go and look in our mailbox in our little segment known as uh, ryan o and the mailbox of doom bum, ba, dum, bum. here's some mail and so recently in our past couple of episodes, we asked people a couple of different questions. Um, a little while ago, we asked people, what type of music do they listen to while they're doing chores? Good question. What is your answer, my dear? Honestly, I think it kind of depends on the mood. Like, if I'm doing something and kind of want to calm my mind, I'll probably listen to, like, jazz. Otherwise, I might listen to... Like, I guess some alternative music, like Coldplay and Katie Herzig and what, Band of Horses, I like them. So you like some sort of, like, mellow rock? Some Yeah, some, like, mellow rock, something that I can kind of just either sing along to or kind of hum to or completely ignore. <laughs> and, and so that would be things that you would listen to. What do you think is the most common answer that we received 
on our Facebook page. I'd probably say some rock because I, I've talked to people about this in the past to like at work when we're just chit-chatting and that's like a common thing because I guess it it's almost like workout music. It gets you pumped and like fast-paced to be motivated for cleaning, but I guess I'm the opposite. You're exactly right though. That is uh, the most common answer. Like screamo, like heavy metal. Um, some person said Guns N' Roses. We got a lot of really interesting answers through a lot of our social media. Yeah, I think I heard ACDC at work one time. I was like, that's what someone put on. I have an entire um, list of like uh, pseudo indie rock or, or 80s rock that I have like on a playlist. And that's what I listen to whenever I'm doing it. But that's just me. Uh, so we also asked people another question about what their favorite iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is. Um, do you want to guess what you think their favorite one is out of all the people who responded? I mean, I'm not really quite sure what kind of answer you're looking for since I'm not really a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but is it like the 80s, 90s? So yes, you're going in the right direction. Um, so there's different versions. You've got the 90s cartoon, the 2000s cartoon, um, the, the late 2000s cartoon, uh, the current cartoon. You also have the um, the 1990s um, movie. You've got the, the, the comic books and the um, the mid or mid 2000s movie. So out of all of those, just based off of what what I'm saying, what do you think would be the answer of or the most common answer? What people's favorite one was? The 90s cartoon. That was the number two answer. The number one response was the 1990s original movies with the Jim Henson um, puppeteering. Okay, that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. That was our answers that we got on the Book of Faces. If you guys want to participate in some of our questions and whatnot, you can totally do so. Facebook, Did You Know with Ryan O. Twitter, at Did You Know Ryan O. Or email us, Did You Know Ryan O. at gmail.com. And we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Did you know with Ryan O? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. Did you know with Rhino? All right. So now that we've talked about the awesomeness of turtles, let's talk about some other interesting things. Um, I've got a science fact for you. Bring it. So we've got some Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Um, Rachel, do you know how a cockroach hisses? Uh, I'm guessing, like, by rubbing some of its antennae together? That's a really um, good answer. I, I think that's kind of like what crickets do, right? They rub their legs together. See, so at least there's some sort of rubbing when it comes to some sound. So that's actually a great answer. N not the one that I've learned on this website here. It says that the giant insects, the Madagascar hissing 
cockroaches. That's a mouthful. They force gas through tiny breathing pores called spiracles on its thorax and abdomen, and then they hiss when surprised. So it's it's about forcing the gas, pretty much like farting through their pores. Okay. It makes sense. And that's how it creates its noise. Um, so that that's a really odd noise. What do you? Th- what are some of the other weird noises that you know of that other animals have made? Like, like going to a zoo or whatever, and we're surprised by a noise that you heard. Hmm. I guess maybe like giraffes. Don't they? They kind of sound like sheep. Like they, is it they gleat? Is that what the term? Bleat. 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 Yes. Yeah, so they kind of sound like sheep. Like meh. Uh-huh. Um, I guess maybe like uh, really the monkeys and the apes, they're the ones that have kind of the strangest noises that they make. Like there there are some of them at, um, at Disney's Animal Kingdom that make like a <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, or like the howler monkeys that, you know, do like the big I think we should take like all of our sounds in this episode and turn it into like a car alarm. That'd be amazing. Uh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> um, I I know uh, one that I wasn't um, expecting ever in my lifetime was the sound of a peacock. That's a really unique noise. It is a unique noise. I like peacock. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Some frogs too, like, sound really weird. Yeah, because they almost sound like a bird. Or, or like a cricket, like some frogs when they're, um, chir- when they're doing their ribbiting, uh, sounds like a cricket. Uh huh. Like tree frogs. Oh yeah, tree frogs are kind of a weird noise too. They're so like whistling and they're and loud. <laughs> Have you ever heard a cheetah roar? Um, they don't roar. They kind of meow. Yes, they do. And how do you know of this? Because cheetahs are my favorite. Yes, cheetahs are Rachel's favorite animals. And, and they're also the only wild cat that purrs. And we learned that they purred and heard them purr in person during a tour at uh, Bush Gardens. Oh, yeah. That was the best thing ever. We got to watch and see how the uh, zookeepers or whatever they like to call their people um, interact with the animals and whatnot. Yeah, we got to give the cheetahs hand signals that they would do different um, positions, I guess, so that it helps the keepers perform tasks. Or for like, like veter- veterinary checks yeah, and whatnot. like medical checks especially. And uh, then we got to watch the cheetah chase like uh, something that was on a, like a, a pulley system. So that was really cool too. It was kind of like a bunch of feathers wrapped up in a ball and it was on like a pulley system that moved like 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to see the cheetah kind of chase something, which is cool because that's not something you really see them do in captivity. And we were uh, front row. We were like right right up against the glass. Normally, you're like 20-something feet on the other side of the ravine. Yep. What was our tour called? Um, I guess it's like a backstage tour, cheetah encounter or something like that. If you're ever at one of the bush gardens and they have a um, animal encounter... We recommend checking it out. They're yep. pretty fun. They're really fun. They're, they have other backstage tours, too, that I would be interested in. I love animals. Uh, so if you could uh, meet 
a, a animal, like the one that you've never seen up close, what type of animal do you think that you'd want to meet? Um, hmm. Red panda would be cute or like a platypus. Now, now I think that Phineas and Ferb shows Perry the platypus as kind of a greenish color. What color are actual platypi? I'm pretty sure they're like a brown color, but they might be other colors too. I'm not sure. That's a fun one. So what if we could meet a green platypus? Then his name should probably be named Perry. It should. He probably <laughs> has like a little... I can't even do the sound. That's a, that's a tough I don't know. One. Is it like... <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is a lot of that's sounds bad. in this episode. <laughs> Um, I'm not a Foley artist here. <laughs> so then the, uh, the, the, the panda as well, the little tiny red panda. Yeah. Red pandas are cute. I was recently watching like the, was it the secret life of the zoo where they follow some zoo in the UK mm-hmm. and they had like a red panda exhibit and it was really cute. Of course I cried a bunch because they had to put the red panda down. We, and that was sad. Well, we were also watching some of these other shows like from, um, the Animal Planet on Channel or some other animal stuff. Uh, they had like the l- behind the scenes at the zoo. So you're talking about the the UK zoo. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw one of those from the Bronx Zoo where they got to introduce some tigers to their mates. Oh, that's kind of cool. And these tigers were beautiful. Oh yeah. Those those are my. You like cheetahs? I like I like tigers and rhinos. Yeah. I mean, tigers are cool, and I mean, there's nothing cuter than a little baby rhino. Yep. Well, unless a little baby rhino is playing with a little baby elephant. Okay, then that's super cute. That's what we think the cutest baby animal combination would be. Yeah, that would be too adorable. Uh, Like, you'd go over, like, an adorable overload and just absolutely flip out. Yep, just too adorable in one moment. Too much cuteness. Too much cuteness to go around. (laughs) Uh, so what about like um, animals in the aquarium, like any mammals or fish or whatnot? Well, I think we've talked about this before. I love stingrays. That's right. We did talk about this before so on the podcast. I definitely love stingrays. Um, I think, of course, everyone loves dolphins, which I do love dolphins. And I definitely have a special place in my heart for orcas. But I like beluga whales, too. They're cool. Every time I, I hear of beluga whales, I always get the song stuck in my head. I don't know what you're talking about. The baby beluga song? I still don't know what you're talking about. Okay. okay. I would sing it for you, but it would probably be stuck in my head the rest of the episode. Okay. Let's not do that. I'll play it for you later. So instead, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to move on to a, um, a different subject. In fact, we're going to do what we normally do. We talk about crazy, insane laws that exist in a country or this country. Uh-oh. Oh, yes. Um, in this episode, once again, we're going to talk about Florida laws because Florida is one of the craziest states Yay. here in the United States. So I'm going to tell you um, uh, just the title of the law. And just I want to give you like I want to hear your honest opinion, like just right off the bat. All right. Okay. Parking fines for elephants. I mean, I don't think that enough people own elephants and use them as a transport method to warrant a law. But but someone did. Um, apparently in Sarasota, 
Um, there's a standard parking fee applied to any elephant tied to a parking meter. I mean, Sarasota did have the Ringling, or does have the Ringling Circus so there's think, training be facility or something. So I'm guessing something is connected there. Something must must have happened. Have oh. you ever ridden an elephant, Ryan? I have not ridden an elephant. I have. Really? Yes. I'm going to put my phone down. In what instance <laughs> have you ridden an elephant? At our local zoo back in the Panhandle, Florida, we used to have an elephant, and they would give rides out to children, of course, and they had like a special harness seat that you would you know, walk into and sit down on and they would take you around like a little circle, maybe like th- three times and then they'd let you off. And how tall was this elephant? Uh, I don't know. How tall are elephants? It was an African elephant. Okay. And then they eventually shipped her off to, I think, a zoo in Cleveland so for she was a, mating purposes. So she was a full-sized like, oh, yeah, adult Oh, yeah, full-size adult elephant. Gotcha. So, like, as tall as a house, almost. I, I guess so. I I'm, I really am not familiar with the height of elephants. I don't want to be, like, 20 feet tall, and, like, they only grow to, like, 18 feet. Probably about as tall as a ceiling, like, like Wait, yeah, I mean, I 8 guess, to 11 feet. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's... That's that's crazy. Um, do you do you remember the name of the elephant? Her name is Ellie. Ellie the elephant. Yes. That is adorable. She's she was cute. Nice. I wonder where she's at nowadays. Well, hopefully, making babies in Cleveland, or maybe she was already too old and maybe not. not okay. Too much, but who knows? Well, in other places in Florida, um, they say that uh, swamp buggies are no longer considered motor vehicles. What's a swamp buggy? A swamp buggy is like a giant tractor thing uh, that has like a platform for people to sit on. So it's like a giant souped up two-story tractor. I'm guessing it goes through the swamp as like a tour bus or something. For That's like checking out like. gators and whatnot? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you can probably see why it's why it shouldn't be a motorized vehicle. Yeah. They say that... Um, Probably pretty destructive to wildlife. A- exactly. And also, um, it's not a standard size vehicle, so finding a parking space for it would be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine, like, oh, I'm just going to drive to my local, you know, Kmart or Walmart and park this, and it's totally cool. Or even driving that on actual legal roads. That that seems stupid. That seems ridiculous and, and a half. But I'm sure someone thought it was a good idea. And someone also thought um, that um, strapless, there's a regulation on strapless dresses. And that's pertaining to men. Under law, men cannot wear strapless dresses in public. But the law does not regulate other types of dresses. Interesting. Yep. What if you have a sweater over your strapless dress? Ooh, well, proving that that it doesn't have straps? Or that it has straps? You could hide the the fact that it doesn't have straps, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's like in high school when we couldn't wear halter tops, but I did wear a halter top, but I kept on a sweater on top of it, so no one knew that it was a halter top. Oh, you little rebel, you. I know. Well, <laughs> well speaking of other rebels, um, apparently um, orange sales in Miami, um, uh, you cannot sell oranges on the streets of Miami. Can you throw them at people, though? Probably, as long as they don't give you money afterwards. Um, so anyone who violates this law can spend um, spend some time in jail. Rachel, what would you guess that amount of time in jail would be? 
I mean, for selling oranges illegally on the streets. Yep, in Miami. In Miami, a week. 30 days, an entire month. Wow. I wonder if they let you keep the oranges so you can at least keep up your vitamin C. You're going to need them while you're in jail for 30 days. (laughs) Um, And then I I got one other one here. Um, all public buildings must have doors that open outward I in mean, the state of Florida. I can understand why that's like a safety thing. What would you assume the major safety concern on that one is? I mean, if there's a fire in the building, you want to be able to exit as quickly as possible. And pushing outward is going to be more efficient in that instance than pulling the door open toward you. Yep, that's that's exactly what's up. Um, it's for the case of emergency evacuations. Yes, indeed. You got it. Nice work. See, and so that's going to be some of our... Person. What's that? I said I'm a pretty smart person. Well, of course you are. <laughs> I think you're a genius. Ooh. After all, you didn't marry me. Ooh, true. That's either the best decision or the worst decision. Or only, both. Or a bit of both. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it. Speaking of um, amazing decisions and terrible decisions, you know how sometimes people don't necessarily tell people 100% the truth in order to, um, you know, not not hurt their feelings and whatnot? Yeah, like white lies. Yep. So apparently, here's an entire article, um, The Ultimate Guide to Bizarre Lies Your Mom Told You. Uh-oh. Yep. This is going to be great. Um, we're going to start... With um, bread. This one is hair related. Um, this one um, this is from a lady from the United Kingdom. Um, her m- mother said that eating bread crusts would make my hair curly. It never worked on me because I didn't want curly hair. Her curly hair. <laughs> curly hair. Her, curly hair. I don't want curly hair. Uh, whoever curly is, don't want them. <laughs> so yeah. Um, um. To be honest, I I probably was told that. The hair or the crust on the bread would make my hair curly, and I already had curly hair, but I definitely ate that crust because I wanted to keep my curly hair. I was never a kid that wanted my crust cut off the sandwich. I mean, those kids are silly. Yeah, you wanted to eat your entire sandwich, like everything on it. Yeah, I wanted that curly hair. You wanted that curly hair. Plus, I mean, the crust is the best part, everyone. It is pretty good, especially if it's like Toasted. toasted crust. Yeah. Uh, someone else in regard to that same thing said, um, you won't have curly hair if you don't eat your crusts. I'm not sure I wanted curly hair, but I must have eaten a lot of crusts. <laughs> That's cute. Um, same thing about someone once said that um, eating burnt toast as breakfast would take the curls out of my hair. So a very, very opposite end Ooh, of the spectrum. I never heard that, but I, I like semi-burnt toast with mayo on top. It's really good. So it all seems like... Uh, these parents are just trying to get them to eat their food. Right. Like, eat all the food. Because, I mean, you know, as a person that works hard for your money and pays for food, you really do hate to throw something away. I mean, we all do it. We all get extra or the bag comes with so much. You, you only need this little bit. Or you buy something and you're like, yeah, I'm totally going to eat this. And then it goes bad a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, or whatever. And then you throw it away. So as a as a parent, I'm sure you're like, don't waste that food. And you also want to teach them responsibilities for like finishing things that they started. And exactly. And not wasting. So speaking of other bread-related things. Wow. Oh, no. this is, 
Okay. Man, you parents, you lie about bread too much. Uh, yeah, apparently in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, someone said you had to eat your bread crust if you wanted to learn how to whistle. Oh, wow. Ryan, you didn't eat your bread crust, did you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she you said have that. like one of the loudest whistles ever. That's true. I do have one of the, the loudest <laughs> whistles next to my mom. My mom whistles louder than I do. Oh, that's scary. Um, here's one. Um, eating the end of a bread loaf will help to grow breasts. What? That's that's another one on here from a lady in Latvia. What's with all this bread? Go move on to something that isn't bread. All right, I'll move on to something. Here we go. We're talking about birds now. Okay, good. Um, this is about catching birds. You feed them bread. <laughs> <laughs> so if you sprinkle salt on a bird's tail, it will sit still and you can catch it. Yeah, that sounds like something that they want to occupy their kids with. Because <laughs> are you even going to get close enough to sprinkle salt on a bird's tail for you to catch it? That's what most of these are talking about. It's, it's all like seven different iterations of the same thing. All saying if you put salt on a bird's tail, um, it'll freeze. Then you can catch it. <laughs> if you send me out to the backyard with a salt shaker, I would spend hours, quote unquote, Catching birds. What they don't say is that they never caught one. Uh, I doubt yeah. they ever got one. I, yeah. I've never heard of that one before. Um, so in this one, so that was on uh, birds, this little segment is, or, or section is called body horror. Uh-oh. So let's see what's going on. This seems scary. Yep. If I didn't stop crying, my head would fall off and laugh at me. Oh, my gosh. That's a lie that someone's parents told them. That is the scariest thing I think I've ever heard a parent tell their kid. It's in Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, you would get spots like a rotting banana if you didn't go outside. Okay, that's a good lie. That's from Newfoundland. My intestines would rupture if I continued to use my belly as a bongo drum. I mean, it depends on how annoying that they've been playing the bongos on their stomach to, to afford that lie. Uh, that one was from Colorado. Um, <laughs> if you play with fire, you will pee in the bed. Uh, that's a weird one. How about if you play with fire, you're going to burn yourself and, you know, maybe show them a couple people that themselves that that's just true like like uh, exactly so, um here's something that's even more ridiculous not to play in rain puddles you will get polio okay that's cruel you should not tell your children that maybe you should tell them that if they play in a rain puddle they might fall down <laughs> to an underground lake and they won't be able to come back uh <laughs> speaking of of crazy things like that um, my mother told me that my head would turn around if I would leave the house with my hair wet. No, that's false children. Uh, freckles are erased by rubbing cucumbers on them. I mean, that's terrible, especially if your kid is like self-conscious about their freckles. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. Um, my mom told me that if I didn't wear socks with my tennis shoes, my toes would rot off. I mean, they're not going to rot off, but your shoes are going to stink a lot more. Th this one <laughs> says if you water house plants while you are menstruating, the plants will die. That's evil. What? Why 
would you even tell a kid that? Like, what is the point of that one? If you unscrew your belly button, your legs will fall off. How do you unscrew your belly button? Oh, they must have an Audi belly button. Never cover your belly button when pregnant or your baby can't breathe. That's terrible. That sounds more like not a parent told their kid that. It sounds more like a sibling told their kid that. Oh, sure. Oh, it's another, you know, family lies. <laughs> Moving on into technology while, while we're still on this subject. Um, this can be our, our last one for a while. I've got like 20 more of these oh, subjects. Um, if you... If you looked at the microwave while it was in use, you'd go blind. I mean, why would you tell a kid that? Maybe if they're standing up, like, staring into the microwave, you might want them not to be right that close at the microwave. But I just can't see telling my kid that. Well, like, you, you don't want them to be, like, right up against it, like you were saying. Right. Because of, you know, like... Radioactive. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Um, Don't let your umbrella open inside the house, or your mommy is going to die. That's that's a bit extreme. There, I think just the bad luck opening an umbrella inside, which I totally don't believe in, have opened umbrellas inside before. That's the um, that was from uh, Brazil. Um, Someone said, "If I touch the basement freezer." I would be sucked inside, and no one would be able to hear me scream. Again, that sounds like a sibling telling them, not an adult parent. <laughs> My mom told me that jet streams coming from airplanes are actually toilet paper, and that <laughs> if I fell into the airplane toilet, I could get sucked out along with it. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. And uh, the last one. Way to make oh, their kid oh, pee no. their pants on a flight. I've got two more. This is, okay. okay, two more. Uh, if you sit too close to the television, your eyes would become square. I don't know about square, but I definitely was like, never sit too close to the television. I think my, that's what their parents were probably told. Our parents were told, too. Yeah, they were told that. And, you know, there are some studies it make about you go it. blind or whatever. Or ruin your eyesight, which yeah. is the probability. That's probably true. Um, so square. Another one. This is our last one. My mother said that... If I wore my watch to bed, lint would jam up the gears and break it. I mean, I can see telling someone that lie so that they wouldn't wear the watch to bed. And and that concludes mm. our thing about lies that the, the parents have told people. It's a great article. Um, we'll probably revisit it in a future episode of Did You Know? That is an interesting thing. Some of those parents are pretty cruel, like. I can't imagine that a parent would tell a child that. No, you 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 want your parent like so I get it. Like it's it's about trying to get parent or your kid to do something and they probably exhausted all different um, options and so they tried decided to scare them like use a scare tactic which was telling them these little scary lies. Yeah, but some of those li- like lies are just so outrageous and have nothing to do with it like if you play with fire, you'll, what was it? Uh, you'll pee the bed. Oh, you'll pee the bed. Like, no, if you play with fire, you could get seriously burned and, you know, injured you, for you, life. And die and have, yeah. like, smoke inhalation problems and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, that seems more like a scare couch trick than pee the bed. Um, I'm surprised what did not come up is peeing in the pool. That's later in the oh, list. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've definitely been at, like, a water park 
at the lockers and a mom was telling a little boy like if he pees in the pool the water's gonna turn purple or, or and green everyone will know it's him yeah of mm. course it's just to get people to just stop peeing in places they're not supposed to be yeah uh but sometimes though um like like i get it parents try to it's probably their first time and they're trying to find easy ways to to do do things in order to get their kids to do things so that's that's one way of interacting with their children but i think one of the better ways of interacting with their children is going to baseball games like we did this weekend yeah baseball's awesome you and i went to the opening uh, spring training game with with mis padres um to see the tigers play the Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies. It was a fun game. It was a really good game. Out in Lakeland. Um, the game ended up being tied like 8-8. Eight, eight in, and in the eighth inning, there were a total of like nine runs done between the teams. Yeah, that was crazy. I the, just kept sitting there going, what just happened? What just happened? And the weather was awesome, though. It was beautiful. So uh, you and I, I would say, have been to approximately 10... Um, spring training games, maybe? Maybe. Maybe not that many. Eight? At, at least eight. Yeah. Yeah, eight to ten. So um, what are some of your favorite parts about seeing spring training games? I mean, I think my favorite part really is just the game in general and being outside and the, the, the fans cheering each other on. I think that's probably my favorite part. Uh, we've also learned on this pastime which food to eat at a at a park, a ballpark, and which food to not eat at a ballpark. I mean, let's be honest, there's really no good food at the ballpark. Well, Little Caesars Pizza is always good food okay. anywhere. Well, yeah, it's just outrageously priced. Yeah, you'd all, you're almost better off buying an entire pizza while you're there. Yeah, pretty much. And that's probably what we should have done instead of what we did do. Yep. Um, And so we had a... Uh, a fun time out there in Lakeland, and we're probably going to go next year, and we'll definitely go to another game later on this season. It's going to be good times. So we'll tell you guys all about it in a future episode of this. Yes. Um, but speaking of food, um, I think now is a good time um, for you to give these folks a a quick and easy recipe that they could put together. So, what do you think would be a good recipe for like people who are novices at cooking? I think something easy to make would be in the crock pot or even in a pot on the stove would be chili. It's probably one of the easiest things. So, so what do you normally put in your chili? Walk us through it. So, normally I start with ground beef and you just cook that up in the pan. Um, or you could do this the day before in a yeah, pan. Yeah, or the day or... before. Just break it up and brown that. And once that's brown, you can either start adding in your vegetables like chopped onion. So pausing right there before we go into the vegetables part, a good thing to recommend, you said brown. You want to make sure that you um, that you stir it all up and, and try to break it apart. Make sure that there's no pink left in the meat. Right, no pink in the meat. Okay, this is for people who haven't had any cooking experiences. So no pink in the meat. Okay, now on to vegetables. Okay, so once you have your browned, ground beef, which I like ground sirloin, but you can use like ground round or ground chuck or whatever you want. 
and then you add chopped onion you can add a can of diced tomatoes or petite diced tomatoes and if you like you can also add already cooked corn or I'll get like frozen corn niblets and dump them in some people also like instead of let, let's say they don't have time to, to, to cut their own onions which doesn't take that long there are some um, grocery stores that already have pre-cut in a package for onions just wanted to let people know about that Sorry, I like jumping in here to give them easier. <laughs> I'm very entertained by this. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> go on. Let's see. I had onions and corn and tomatoes. You can also add chilies if you like, spiciness or zestiness. You can add like bell peppers or you can add like hotter chilies depending on, again, your spiciness level. Something that I've learned um, when it comes to cutting peppers and whatnot is that once you have cut peppers... Um, immediately wash your hands. Don't touch anything, especially don't touch your face. Immediately wash your hands. And sometimes if I'm cutting like a jalapeno or something very spicy, I'll even put like little Ziploc bags on my hands so that I don't have to actually touch the, the pepper itself. Or if you have gloves readily available. One of my roommates in, in college once... Um, was cutting up peppers and whatnot and accidentally touched a couple different surfaces and it was not pleasant. Yeah, definitely don't touch your eyes. Like that's probably the one of the worst parts you could touch. Mm -hmm. Don't touch your eyes. So we got um so we got chilies. What else would you add into it? Um let's see. Beans if you like beans. I usually use like red kidney beans, but you can also add like black beans or some people add multiple types of beans like kidney beans and black beans. Let's see, what other vegetables would you want in your chili? I think that's about it. Whatever vegetables, you know, float your boat. And then I typically will add like a tomato sauce to give it a thicker tomato flavor. And if it's a little bit too thick for you, you can use that same can to fill with water and add a little bit of water. And then from there, you just want to add as much chili powder seasoning as you like. Um, it's not typically a spicy seasoning, so you can, I, I end up adding like a, a ton, a ton. Yes. Yes, you do. And if you like it even hotter and didn't add hot peppers, you can add a little cayenne pepper if you want. Um, some people add garlic. So on occasion I'll add like a clove of garlic pressed or chopped into it. And basically all of this can either go in a pot on the stove and you just kind of let it simmer for maybe an hour or two, or you can add all this stuff into a crock pot. Uh, you add the ground beef that you've browned and then um, all the vegetables and stuff in a crock pot and put it on low for like eight hours or high for four to six hours. Or, or depending on your crock pot, three to four hours. I mean, I guess depending on your crock pot, if you put on high. I usually put on low if I cook it on the crock pot. Yeah, I normally put it on low, um, put it in when I go to work, and then you normally turn it off when you come home from work. Yeah. And then something good to serve with your chili is either shredded cheese. Some people put sour cream on it. Um, crackers are good. Or if you... I like tor um, tortilla chips. Tortilla chips are good with your chili. Or my favorite, cornbread. Which is a little bit more complicated. So we might want to talk about that in a future 
episode of Did You Know with Ryan. Yeah, but you could buy at the store or make yourself. And so that's going to be uh, Rachel's um, quick and easy recipe for you guys. If you like our recipes, if you want to know some other sorts of foods, just, just let us know. We'll talk about it. It'll be a good old time. And that's going to lead us into our question of the week. Uh, our question of the week, I'm going to turn this over to my lovely wife. Rachel, what do you think we should ask our listeners? Well, I know at some point in most of our lives, we've worked or are, do work a customer service role or job. And we all know how difficult that can be to deal with. But we also know good customer service versus bad customer service. So my question is, what establishment have you had horrible customer service at that you sworn you will never, ever go back to and actually haven't? Because I know there's lots of people that say, I'm never coming back here using blah, blah, blah product ever again. And then, you know, next week or a couple months later, they're back there using the same thing. So which establishment or product, I guess. Or, or type of establishment, if you don't want to go into exact details. Yeah, or type of establishment, like restaurant or you could say theme park. Have you sworn you will never go back to and still have not gone back to? Kept to your word. And you can respond so on our Facebook page, Did You Know with Ryan O. You can email us, did you know Ryan O at gmail.com or you can always tweet at us at did you know Ryan O. Yes, folks, we've had lots of fun and a half. We hope you sure did as well. Rachel, thank you always for sitting down here and chatting with me. It's always fun. And we look forward to talking to you guys in the future. But as always, we like to leave you with a little words of wisdom. Find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time.